ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day on Wisconsin On Demand is brought to you by Canopy Wealth Management, helping you achieve your financial goals with confidence. Canopy Wealth Management. Care. Competence. Clarity. It's not just a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. This is Barry Alvarez. Hey, Madison. Pat Richter here. For great coverage of your Wisconsin Badgers, stay tuned to 100.5 ESPN. WTLX Monona. ESPN Madison. On Wisconsin. David Gilroy from the three. 
And, man, did he look smooth at the high school level. So uh, he could certainly present a challenge, but you never really know, right? You got a kid like Danny Vandenboom in that room who's been in that room for several years, and he's not going to see the field. And he was uh, an all-state type of quarterback here in Wisconsin. So I don't know how realistic it is that Burkett could come in and replace Graham Mertz. Right, right. But if the opportunity arises, I wouldn't doubt it if this is the way it continues to happen. But I was impressed for the most part with Graham Mertz. the ability to bounce back over the course of the last two months or so. Um, so yeah, I think I think his job's probably safe. But I did want to gauge what you thought there. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a pending pending question, right? I'll say pending on that because yeah, Burkett watched him live. Think he's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal quarterback at that level. You never know how how somebody's going to be their freshman year in college, um, but. At the current moment, Mertz is the guy. Um, he's not great, but he's the guy right now. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, how about Joe Rudolph? Yeah. Uh, is that is that kind of what you view as if there is a change to be made, that's where it's going to be made? Uh, absolutely. I think once you demote him and create a position for him and we're still seeing a lot of the same stuff we saw last year, I really think we got to st- – Again, eliminate the emotions. We all can agree Joe Rudolph is a great guy, wonderful person. I'm, I'm assuming a great husband, great father, all of the above, right? But eliminate those emotions. Think about it as a business. Kindly walk him out the door um, and, and, and really get yourself an OC. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I have to agree. So, um, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it might be time to to switch that, but it's still early, and there's still a bowl game, and there's still plenty of plenty of off season uh, to go down. So we will see. We will certainly. It's going to be interesting, see. man. It's yeah. going to be interesting because uh, the pressure right now on Chris McIntosh, even though it's his first year, and I that's think- the other thing. <laughs> of it. That's the other part of it, right? I mean, and you don't know as an athletic director. Uh, you know, we've talked to Pat Richter, who we have every Wednesday on ESPN Madison on the Pat Richter Show. We've talked to him about be your first year as an athletic director, right? right. That's got to be really difficult, especially when you're just trying to shake hands and get to know everybody. Right. Uh, to make big decisions, especially with your highest earning sport, uh, is a little intimidating, but that is your job at the end of the day. So yeah. uh, it, it will be fun to, to see how he handles that if he wants to sit and wait and say, okay, let me be here for a year before I make any big decisions. Or if Chris McIntosh, who is a football alumni, says, all right, enough's enough. Maybe it's time to make some changes. Barry Alvarez came in and shook some things up. Yeah, he right? did. And, and the program is where it's at because of Barry Alvarez's ideology, because of Barry Alvarez's ways about the game of football and how he wanted it to be at Wisconsin. Is Chris McIntosh going to make the hard decisions and start his, you know, name, right? Uh, be the next Barry Alvarez. Who knows? But, again, uh, tough position to be in. No doubt about it. He's Monte Ball. I'm Alex Strofe. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, and it's brewed by Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Celebrate responsibly Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Uh, Monte, I think we have triggered some Minnesota fans on the Twitter machine. Um, I don't know if you're seeing this as I am. Um, How about uh, LMFAO? They big mad. Cry more. 
Uh, these guys know how to crap on life. We're good for us. We know how to crap on life. Just because I called P.J. Fleck a goofball. Now I've set the internet on fire accidentally. Uh, that'll happen, right? I mean, let's not act like let's not act like you guys are the best team in the in in the country. I, hey, they're going to the Big Ten champion. Oh wait, no, they're not. Oh wait, no, they're not. Yeah, they're they're probably going to be in a worse bowl, but still, <laughs> but still, I uh, I guess at the end of the day, the better team showed up. Uh, well, no, let me take that back. I'll just say that the Gophers were just more prepared for this game. And they did look good, Monte. They like, did. I'm not going to sit here and act like P.J. Fleck didn't coach a good game because right. obviously he did. Right. And and like I said at the beginning of the show, I get the positive energy. I get what that does for guys in the locker room. But uh, sitting on the other side of it, holy crap, is it annoying. It's very annoying. Yeah. Very, very When he's annoying. kissing the field, they're storming the, oh, you're storming gosh. the field for a team with three wins or three losses rather prior to this game. I've got issues with that. It's just, I guess. But enjoy your Super Bowl, Minnesota fans. Enjoy your Super Bowl. That's what I was going to say. I guess, you, you know, take what you can get, right? Uh, you know, the Gophers picking up scraps for a very long time. But, but unfortunately, yeah, just being on the other side of this, the other end of this, uh, it stings. I don't like it. Um, don't kiss the field. Don't, don't do all that stuff. But, again, we should not even be seeing this stuff because the Badgers should have been more prepared. Yeah, um, and – you know, defensively, I, I gotta ask yeah. because they have allowed now. Uh, quick math here, Alex: fifty-one points in two weeks. That's more than they've seen all, all since the beginning of the season, since their big losing streak. But obviously, uh, or three losses in four weeks earlier in the year. But fifty-two in the last two—that's uh, that's a little bit of a retraction from what the Wisconsin defense we were seeing over the course of that win streak. Yeah. Is that something to be worried about heading into bowl season, or do you think uh, with plenty of time to prepare they'll be able to turn it around? I think they'll be able to turn it around. Give give, give that defense a, a break, right? Uh, I mean, they're on the field a lot, given the turnovers uh, that the offense uh, gives away. Um, I think they'll be fine given the weeks that, that they can prepare and rest up to bowl game. But I wouldn't be too worried about that. Again, I, my question is, do have they lost faith, this defense, in the offense, right? You, you play so well. You play so hard. But the offense just can't do anything. And it's like, well, well hopefully they're not, like, saying what's the point. But, but again, watching this offense limp down the field uh, can most definitely uh, deflate, deflate that hope. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt about it. He's Monte Ball. I'm Alex Strofe. Uh, I think I think we've got some more things to discuss. Uh, a lot, a, a lot more to discuss. Um, as Wisconsin loses to Minnesota today again, the final 23 to 13 out in Minnesota. We'll play some realistic or ridiculous next because uh, <laughs> we need to overreact. We like doing that, and we'll do it. We'll do that next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Post-game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Because whoever wins it is going to get their teeth kicked in in the Big Ten title game next week by my Wisconsin Badgers. This is the ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, brewed by Coors Light, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. He's former Wisconsin running back Monte Ball. I'm Alex Strofe, hanging out with you live from Funk's Pub in Fitchburg. There was a couple things that happened uh, both in the game 
and after the game that we haven't done a deep dive into yet, Monte, that I would like to hit on. First off was something that happened six seconds into the game, and that was Colin Wilder ejected, disqualified, if you will, from the game due to a head-to-head illegal hit. And I'm so conflicted on this because I, I don't like the fact that players are ejected, especially when you can tell it was not ruthless, it was not right. done with, with malintent. It was clearly just a football play. And at the speed things are happening, like you can tell Colin Wilder didn't mean to hurt anybody or mean to lead with the crowd of the helmet. And he was ejected six seconds into the game. The first play of the game, your best defensive back is eliminated from that game. And that's a serious issue, uh, obviously, for, for their defensive backfield. Yeah. But I just don't really like the rule. I understand the rule. And I understand the severity of head injuries. And I understand, you know, why the rule was implemented. But I don't like it coming into play there uh, with Colin Wilder. Not just because he's a Wisconsin Badger, but just because, again, you, you could tell there was no malintent. You could nope. tell it wasn't yeah. intentional. And uh, I'm okay if he's penalized 15 yards. Right. I'm okay if he's penalized 20 yards. Yep. But ejected from the game is the part that throws me off because obviously he wasn't trying to do anything negative like that. Clearly. And I think that's – that's I cannot disagree with you on that because being a player, right, I mean, you train, you watch tape, you grind all week looking for that play. And so once it's developing – once you see it unraveling in front of you, as a defensive player, your eyes go super wide. You've seen it a thousand times on tape. I can make this play. It's happening in live time, full speed. And you can obviously tell he didn't mean, he didn't want to hurt the player. He led with his shoulder. Yeah, the player was going down and he may have hit the player's helmet. But where else do you expect for him to hit him? That live and full speed. So, yeah, you call the penalty, right? Because obviously let's eliminate as many head collisions, what have you, injuries as much as possible. But but you don't eject him. Why? Because for the sake of the game, for the sake of the sport, I don't think that's helping. That's not helping the game. You have defensive defensive players playing timid. That's the last thing that you need for a defensive player to do is is to play timid, right? And having that literally looming over your shoulders where you can be ejected from the game by just making a play is going to slow down a lot of stuff. Yeah. And obviously, that's in favor for the offense. In my opinion, that play, you go back and you talk to your quarterback and be like, you need to protect me more, right? Don't lead me into a defender like that. Throw it lower so I can catch it on the ground. Uh, There's so much more that can happen as opposed to six seconds in, you're gone, uh, on to the next plate. No, that, that's not good for the sport. No, it's not. And, and I, I found part of that interesting coming from a player's perspective. So you view that as something Tanner Morgan, the quarterback of Minnesota, could have done better to avoid something like that even happening on the field? Morgan, absolutely. Morgan should have. You Quarterbacks know you have to protect your receivers at all times. If you are going to throw the ball to them, if they are going to be your target, then you have to make sure that they aren't a target for that defense. Protect them. Sure. You can't expect for these defensive players to play timid. That's not defensive football and I'm an offensive guy right I I don't like defensive guys that's just naturally how us offensive guys are but again I love the game of football and that takes away from the game 
we, that they have to change that rule some way somehow they have to change it he did not lead with the crown of his helmet he hit the player with his shoulder he did not try to injure him he did not try to take him off the game he made a football play you don't eject him from this game yeah. that's uncalled for no i agree man i completely agree with you um and that's tough right because like we said Obviously, you try to eliminate any right. traumatic uh, head collisions that can occur. You right. don't want that on the football field. That's not good for anybody. Exactly. That's not good for the sport, and it's not good for the athletes. But a play like the one we saw in the, on the first play of the game where Colin Wilder very clearly did not intentionally no. uh, touch anybody with, with his helmet, did not intentionally lead it with the crown of the helmet, I, I can't get behind that. You can't because here's the deal, right? As, as a spectator, you can say, there's a lot of gray area. It's up for discretion when it comes with the refs about ejecting a player or not. I somewhat disagree with that because I think you can clearly tell when a player is gunning yeah. for a receiver, right? Kind of like the Saints versus Brett Favre, uh, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. When you're bounty, bounty hunting, right? <laughs> you can clearly tell when a player lunges at the helmet or when a player is deliberately trying to injure a defenseless receiver. I really think you can tell. And right there, as a ref, Someone should have been like, no, right? You should have been the 12th juror and been like, absolutely not. I'm going to disagree with this. We should not eject this player. And that's just unfortunate that they didn't. And, uh, and, and hopefully the coaches are talking to Wilder and being like, hey, uh, great play. Great play, but unfortunately the, the direction of the game, we got to figure out how to get your, get, get your body lower. Yeah, no doubt about it. I've got another thing I want to bring up which I will do after I tell you about our friends at Pepsi. This year, Badgers fans will be able to drink Pepsi. Watch football and get cool gear. It's that simple after all. Ice-cold Pepsi plus Badgers gear, courtesy of Pepsi, plus football watching equals a touchdown for fans. All you got to do is purchase specially marked Pepsi Wisconsin Badgers packages. Scan the codes on the pack. Find out if you've won a $50 FansEdge.com gift card. It's that simple. Pepsi Zero Sugar has the same great flavor with zero the sugar and is a proud partner of the Wisconsin Badgers. If you're celebrating, or I guess more, sir, more, more in turn grieving tonight, Pepsi Zero Sugar also makes a fantastic mixer. Uh, find Pepsi Zero Sugar wherever you buy your soda pop. So the other thing that's been on my mind, Monte, that I want to get to. Uh-oh is the storming of the field. And I know we touched on it a bit right when we signed on the air as that was happening, but now we've had a little time to digest it. I remember a few weeks back when Wisconsin beat Iowa, who was a top-10 team who only had one loss on the air at the time. I wasn't happy about that. I wasn't happy that Wisconsin stormed the field after that game. So I'm even less pleased that Minnesota stormed the field against the 14th-ranked team in the nation who has three losses on the season already. I don't know if it's going to have to be me and you that comes up with the rules of storming the field, but we got to regulate this, man. You can't just be storming the field for nonsensical, uh, you know, (laughs) stuff like this. This is ridiculous. You can't, and especially this year in college football, too. After the top ten teams, you really don't know where a team should be ranked, right? 11th, 12th, 14th. 19th, 20th. I mean, it's been literally musical chairs from you know 10 to 20 when it came to when it comes to rankings. So, not a fan of that. Those fans storming the field. I can only imagine what they're feeling right now. The bragging, all of that bull crap. I mean, you just <laughs> act like you've been there before. It's not like you beat the number one team in the country, or not even not even the number one team in the conference. 
No. Act, act like you've been there before. Have a little bit more respect. Um, but, again, at the end of the day, we should not be worried about how they're going to react. Uh, we should just worry about how the Badgers are going to perform, and they underperformed significantly. They should have never. We should have never seen the fans storm the field at all. You think they stormed the field when they uh, when they beat Nebraska at home? <laughs> uh, no. What about probably. Maryland? <laughs> <laughs> they probably they just didn't show it. Well, <laughs> Hunter Vaughn is uh, running the show for us back at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, and during the commercial break, Hunter, you expressed that you had a serious issue with uh, fans storming the field. Would you care to elaborate? Yeah, it's it's a lot of what you guys have said with, you know, act like you've been there before, which I know is really tough for Minnesota football. They've really only been there before if it's been hockey. That's about all they're good at and yeah. maybe cross country. So I understand they don't know how to act in a football game, but it's the 14th ranked team in the country. Relax. Like, Relax. that's just... It's so ridiculous that they thought that they were this pumped up about this. And now they're going to go and play in the Music City Bowl or something like that and probably get blown out by like NC State. And then they're still, they've got their Super Bowl because they got the axe. And Wisconsin played like garbage. So honestly, as Wisconsin fans, we deserve to hear this and yeah, that right, and have to right. deal with it. Like, and the university deserves to have to hear about Minnesota getting the axe back and all of that. And I want those players and the coaches to have to deal with that nonsense and answer questions about it for the next year now. But it's still, like, you've got to understand when you actually had a massive win and when you had a good win. Like, Minnesota and P.J. Fleck has been around at that school long enough to know that, you know what, beating Wisconsin at home, that's a good win. That's not an amazing win. So true. So true. No, it's not. And you're absolutely correct. Yeah. I, I mean, the storming of the field uh, is is just, it's like. <sighs> Do you think the fans. I, look, I, I, I try not to be the fun police, Monte, because this is fun, right? But like Michigan stormed the field today. That's a number five overall team beating the number two overall team to lock up a spot in the Big Ten championship game. For the first time. For the first time. That's a big deal. Under that head coach. And for the first time in a long time, right? I mean, they don't beat Ohio State very often, and we know how big that rivalry is. Right. That makes sense to me. And I know this is a big rivalry, but has Wisconsin ever once stormed the field after beating Minnesota? Probably not for a very no. long time. I'm no. sure it's happened, but probably not for a very long time, if ever. Exactly. And, and again, the Michigan, Michigan fans storm in the field. It's your first time, right, playing in Indy. It's a big deal for them. Yeah. I understand that. But Minnesota fans, do you think – Do you? Th I, I just hope that there's just a good amount of Minnesota fans once this sort of wake of joyness – dies down and they're like watching it on tv at home and they're like wait a second they're ranked 14th in the country yeah uh three losses uh why did we storm the field yeah <laughs> like, like do you think like, there's just a, like an epiphany when you're in the middle of the field you're standing on the m in the middle of the of uh of huntington bank stadium and you're like oh wait a minute why are we doing this like wait a minute we're not gonna be an indie <laughs> at all there's gotta be right but again at the end of the day how many people are out there and don't realize what they're out there for? Like, oh, do we do this every game? It's a mob mentality. Excuse me. It's a mob mentality, man. Mob mentality. A couple fans started off, and everybody just follows. And, and God, again, so not bright, not smart at all. Um, but uh, from top to bottom, 
every facet of the game, the Badgers just did not get off that bus. They did not get off the bus today. No, they no, they certainly don't. What's up, Hunter? You know, it is kind of nice to know that the Badgers just live rent-free in Minnesota fans to the point where they feel like they need to rush the field. I mean, like, I there's a certain point now that I had that realization that I kind of feel good about this, that we live so deeply into Gophers fans' brains that they're like, you know what, we need to storm the field because we just beat a team that has three losses and has underperformed all season long because, man, this is our biggest win of the season. Like, it kind of feels good. Yeah, I, I don't know that I agree with that. I'm trying to get any win I can have- here. Yeah, no, I understand. You're grasping at straws here, which I appreciate. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't think that that makes me feel good. You want to know why? I'd rather win. The storming of the field just puts a sour taste in my mouth as a Big Ten football fan because if I'm an SEC fan, if I'm any other conference, right, ACC, all the above, and I'm watching this game and and watching the the unranked team storm the field against beating a a ranked 14th team in the league, it's like – Wow, the the battle of the bottom feeders, huh? Yeah. It doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good. If they're like, that's the excitement that they look forward to in the Big Ten, uh, not exciting. It's a very interesting point. Big trailers <laughs> and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers. Big just got even bigger with starting pay at Stoughton Trailers now, $18 per hour and up. Hundreds of immediate openings in Evansville, Stoughton, and Broadhead for first and second shift opportunities. Stoughton Trailers is hiring assemblers, welders, and more. For open positions, head over to stowjobs.com. That's S-T-O-Jobs.com. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunities. Was today a good day or a bad day for the Big Ten as a conference in football? We'll dive into that next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Post-game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Welcome you back to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, brewed by Coors Light, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. We're live from Funk's Pub in Fitchburg, Alex Strofe, alongside the great Monte Ball, Heisman Trophy finalist, Doak Walker Award winner, touchdown record holder at the University of Wisconsin. Played in a Super Bowl once. Yeah. Yeah. But you a New York Times bestseller yet? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. Okay, but, we don't have uh, that under the belt. Uh, the, 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 the last thing that you could put under my belt is, uh, is a very sick, depressed Badger football fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. That's, oh, a, that's a tough one today. Tough one today. And now we're watching Jack Cohn light it up against Stanford oh. uh, on, on our s- Saturday night game. Just kick us <laughs> while we're fights. down. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, no, it was funny. We signed on to the show. Around 6:30, and I was looking up at the TV here at Funk's Pub, uh, that's right by us. And as I'm talking about Graham Mertz, they show Jack Cohn up close and personal. I was like, okay, that's that's salt in the wound right there. Right. So it's, uh, it's time now to play some realistic or ridiculous. Now that the game is over, let's overreact. Playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs. Is it realistic or ridiculous? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. It is time for Realistic or Ridiculous. I make a statement. Monte replies. 
realistic or ridiculous, and we dive into it. Monte, the first one for you is an interesting one because I know you're conflicted on this. Today was a good day for Big Ten football. Oh, boy. The, 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 I, yeah, I'm on the fence on this one because I think prior to this game, right, I think Michigan beating Ohio State, Big Ten looks good. But the Badgers team losing to Minnesota does not help that at all. Um, so are you asking me to choose one, right? Yes, realistic uh, or ridiculous uh, re that today was a good day for the Big Ten football um, as a conference. Unrealistic, right? Did I, did I choose correctly? <laughs> did, I, did I do that right? Did I do that right? I'm just so disgusted, man. I'm just so grossed out right what now. What did you just say? <laughs> I'm so disgusted right now. <laughs> just, did you say unrealistic? Uh, yes, I did. Unrealistic. Help. <laughs> Realistic, realistic, or ridiculous? Oh, ridiculous! Excuse me, uh, uh, dude. I just can't. I just. We have done this segment this. all season, man. so many times, dude. Every week, but, and but you still can't figure it out. I just can't take this loss, man. I, it's it's still stuck right here. Uh, this is a tough pill to swallow. But I'm gonna go with oh. ridiculous. Ridiculous uh, makes the Big Ten look pretty bad. Yeah, I, uh, I tend to agree with that, right? Ohio State being the top-ranked team, they go down to another highly-ranked team in Michigan. That probably makes the Big Ten look good, right. actually. That game does. But to watch Wisconsin go down against Minnesota, then the team storms the field. <laughs> like that's, that's a bad look for Big Ten football. Dude, it's just not going well. Again, it's like, what are you doing storming the field? If you're an ACC fan, an SEC fan, and you catch a glimpse of this game, right? Oh, any time you're walking past the TV Saturday night during college football, you see a team storming, you lock in, right? Yeah. Ooh, who, who, who's, who's storming yeah, the right. field? Oh, wait, the unranked team in the Big Ten is storming the field after beating the 14th-ranked team who lost three games. Who they play every year. Is that what the Big Ten is fighting for? Like, is that what the teams outside of Ohio State Michigan's fighting right. for? Hunter, I've got a question for you. I know you watched the NC State-UNC game last night. NC State didn't storm the field, did they? <laughs> they did not. And I'm okay, even going to go back and double-check uh, the highlights in that, but I'm like 99% sure that they didn't yeah, because the ACC didn't. understands how that works. Correct. Right. Yeah, they, they, they've got that figured out, whereas the Big Ten clearly – It's an unspoken rule. Clearly does not. Uh, how about this, Monte? Joe Rudolph will be the offensive coordinator in 2022. I don't even know that that's his official title. I think he's like the associate head coach, O-line coach. But nonetheless, he's the OC uh, pretty much. So he will keep his role for next year. I say ridiculous. I say ridiculous because, I uh, uh, again, just, just, just my speculation. If I am Chris McIntosh, I make the tough decision. I start my reign like Barry Alvarez did, right? Shake some things up. Be confident in your decision-making. You kindly walk Joe Rudolph out the door, get yourself an OC, and you stand behind your decision. But you're not ready to pull the plug on Chris as the head coach. No. Even though it's Jim Leonard in the building, waiting in the true, wings. True, true. And, 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 again, I think it can go both ways, right? But I'm sticking with my opinion. The seat cooled off for Chris again. And, and, yeah, you should win this game. But, again, this team was limping all season. And once you got to four games in that seven-game win streak, you saved your spot. But as for the OC, that or whatever his title is, Rudolph, I, I think it's time. I think it's time. Last one for you, Monte. Realistic or ridiculous, you will be disappointed with the Badgers bowl game selection. You will be disappointed with the bowl that the Badgers are selected to. Yeah, yeah, realistic. Because no matter what, uh, any kind of consolation prize is still a consolation. 
right? It's still not the Big Ten championship game, and it's obviously not the Rose Bowl or, or college football playoffs, what have you. So no matter what it's going to be, it's still a disappointment. Realistic. Okay. Now, I uh, yeah, I, I agree with that entirely, right? I mean, it's looking like, what, probably the Outback Bowl is, is maybe the best bowl game you'll get. That's the seat. That's the Wisconsin, roof. But I don't think that's going to I don't think they're happen. getting there. I don't no, either. That's the ceiling. I think Ohio State, so not to interrupt you guys here, but I think it's going to be, you know, well, that's Michigan. that's exactly what you're doing, Hunter, but go on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I apologized at least. <laughs> but I think it's if Michigan takes care of business, they go to the playoffs. Yeah. So then that pushes Ohio State to the Rose Bowl to play either Utah or Oregon. And then you've got Iowa getting into Outback. You've got um, then Michigan State and Penn State with the Capital One Bowl. And then there's the Citrus Bowl, too. It's right. it's just all going to be really weird with the bowl games. I I don't know if Wisconsin plays a bowl game after Christmas Day. Wow. Uh, that would be something. Uh, Realistic. Pinstri- <laughs> pinstripe Bowl. Here we go. Can we get a redo on the Duke's Mayo Bowl, maybe? Like <laughs> That might be reality. And then this yeah, might no, be what is. breaks Graham Mertz's curse. He wins it again and doesn't break the trophy. I just uh, They wouldn't let him touch the trophy, I don't think. True. Uh, if they if they get a chance to even hold it. Yeah. I, I mean, this is not this. Uh, you don't even know the Badgers matchup yet. You don't know what bowl game they're in, but you're already saying, yeah, they're going to lose. Well, here's the deal. It depends on how healthy Braylon Allen is. Yeah, you got a little bit of time to heal up an ankle, but but again, how bad is the ankle? Uh, how much is he suffering while still running on that ankle? You don't know. But at the end of the day, just like Rutledge said, if you're if you're relying heavily on a 17-year-old, eh, that paper thin paper thin margin of error right there uh it's 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 not it's not the way to go yeah no doubt about it wisconsin college game day brought to you in part by cousin subs do you want to watch the packers play at lambo this season enter the cousin subs best seats in the house sweepstakes for your chance to win two tickets to a packers game learn more and register at cousinsubs.com that's cousinsubs.com cousin subs they believe in better well, it's going to be hard to do after a disappointing loss, but the highest honor this post-game show has to offer is by giving out honorary game balls presented by Group Health Cooperative. Yeah, I'll give you a second to think on that, Monte. I know that's going to be a tough one to do. We'll do that next as we wrap up ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Post-game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. to Funk's Pub in Fitchburg as ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day rolls on. We are brewed by Coors Light, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And we are coming off of a Wisconsin loss to close out the regular season as they lose Paul Bunyan's axe to rival Minnesota out in Minnesota today. It's been a while since we've had to do this after a loss. It is time now to give out our honorary game balls. The highest honor this post-game show has to offer. I just stick this in your trophy case. Now, we award game balls on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. It's the game ball. Presented by Group Health Cooperative. Be seen, be safe, be home. 
Go to GHCSCW.com to learn about your virtual care. Group Health Cooperative. Better together. Group Health Cooperative knows you're more than a number. Your GHC doctor gets you, understands you, and doesn't just care for you, but about you. And GHC knows you have high expectations. If you have an experience at a GHC clinic that doesn't meet your expectations, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. It's another reason you and GHC are better together. Time now to give out the highest honor (laughs) we have to offer, and that would be our honorary game balls. Monte Ball, we will start with you. Oh, boy, this one's going to be tough. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't going to like this, but uh, being a fan of the game of football, Uh eliminating my emotions, my love for the Badgers, I got to give it to P.J. Fleck. I got to give a game ball to him, right? I know it sucks, it stinks, but again, when you talk about being prepared, when you talk about being uh, the slight underdog, right, Um, not really favored to win at all. No one thought that they were going to win. To come out and win and spoil the season, a chance for a Big Ten championship game for the Badgers, got to give it to him. That team was just more prepared, so game ball for me goes to Fleck. You're a snake. I know. It sucks. It hurts. I know, but but we would be doing our listeners a, dis, a disservice. Not we can't honest. just we can't just call him we can't just call a goofball the entire time. <laughs> Say he's ridiculous for at kissing the, the field. At the end the of the day, over. at the end of the day, we can call him whatever we want, but we cannot call him a loser on November twenty whatever today is the twenty seventh at Huntington Bank Stadium. No, you're right. He did really coach a good game. I, I will admit that. However, he did really get under my skin. As did Monte yeah. Ball there uh, as we <laughs> give out a game ball to the opposing head coach. I will stick with Wisconsin because, uh, you know, in true Wisconsin college game day fashion, I'm giving the ball to a losing player today. <laughs> um, my game ball, oh, yeah, I'm, I mean, look, it's going to Scott Nelson. And the reason simple. Yeah. He's the only one that got into the end zone today for the Badgers. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like he played an extraordinary game. He got really lucky about right place, right time. As uh, Noah Burks tipped that ball into the air, yeah. Scott Nelson was in the right spot to uh, run into the house for six. So he was the only one they got into the end zone. He's the only one getting a game ball from Alex Grove today. Scott Nelson gets my game ball. Hunter Vaughn back in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. What say you? I got to go with my quarterback, Graham Mertz. You know, shocking. It's he played really well. Twenty-one of thirty-eight, one hundred and seventy-one yards for Graham Mertz right now. That was a really great game. And yeah. had receivers not run bad routes, or you get Jake Ferguson gets ripped down by his arm, and the refs are like, right. yeah, that's not pass interference, whatever, just let him play. <laughs> well, then two plays before that, Minnesota gets – the receiver rips a DB down, and they call pass interference. But, I, again, I'm not going to rant about the whole thing. But, oh, but I will. You know, I, you know I, what's sad, Hunter? You know what's sad? I've called a couple things sad today. You know what's sad? When you just said a dude that completed about 50% of his passes for less than 200 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception played a really great game. Uh, I don't know what great means to you, but that ain't great. Hunter, Hunter, are we getting Graham Mertz tattoos or what? I will. I'm going to get his logo tattooed on me. Oh, geez. If next year the Badgers win the Rose Bowl, I will get a Graham Mertz tattoo. I will absolutely do that. What if they're in the college football playoff instead? Oh, I'll, I'll get oh, then too. then absolutely. Then I'll get it on my face, Mike Tyson. <laughs> I'll Mike Tyson it. <laughs> oh boy, that. oh boy. 
Yeah, look, I uh, I don't think it was a great game for Graham Mertz. I think it was serviceable. I think it was fine. Again, I don't think the loss falls on him. Right. You certainly would have liked him to complete more passes. You certainly would have liked to see him throw a touchdown. But, again, not all of that is his fault. I, I did love the checkdowns at the end of the game. Like, the dude averaged 4.5 yards per pass. Uh, I, I, that's, I, that's good for a running back. He took rush. what the defense gave him. Oh, my God, Hunter. Come on. <laughs> uh, again, I, I still I'm, I'm going with what I stated earlier. I, I, I'll take this Mertz any, any game day, right? I'll take this Mertz any game day. It's just uh, not what we wanted to see overall um, with this offense, just running into a brick wall every single time and not trying anything else. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. One-dimensional style uh, and not good at playing from behind are the Wisconsin Badgers who fall again today. 23-13 to the final. The Badgers finish the regular season with a record of 8-4, and 6-3 and in conference play and lose out on the chance to play in Indianapolis next week in the Big Ten Championship game with a loss to Minnesota today. Instead, it will be Iowa, a team Wisconsin beat earlier in the season, representing the Big Ten West. That's targeting. <laughs> Watching the Notre Dame-Stanford game right now, player is clearly down. Notre Dame player comes in and just annihilates him. That is clear targeting. Yes, that's targeting. That's targeting. Yes. So, uh, nonetheless, we, we end the show uh, with a good, solidified answer of what targeting is. Monte Ball, been a pleasure being alongside you all season. Yes, we'll see you for whatever the bowl game is as we wait to see. We'll be with you before and after that for one final edition of ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. A big thanks to Hunter Vaughn and to Funk's Pub for having us out as Wisconsin falls today. A final again of 23-13. to 13. This has been ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day.